you going, guys? I'm Zeke. And I'm Jake. And you're listening to the Cinema Sideshow Podcast, episode 23. He knew, he knew, don't worry. I'm not saving his butt. How are you, Jake? Um, The On The Road edition. You, you know what? Yeah, no, it's weird because we're back. This is a, this is a weird episode. Uh, we are back in our original space. The first three or four episodes we did, we did it, uh, we did it at your really? place on your couch, if you recall. Yeah. And uh, we're back. You know, as we were talking about uh, yeah. prior to the show starting, that um, mm. this is how we envisioned our original podcast, the Blue Velvet Podcast. Right. At least how you envisioned it, because you weren't a uh, guest star. Well, you were more a guest star back then, rather than yeah, a Yeah, well, the first time I heard uh, Blue Velvet, the, that podcast you did in 2017, and you did it with some guy named Jack Bett, I think. Jack, are you here? Is, is, Jack, is Jack here? I was waiting for a good moment oh, to come in. Like a dramatic moment to be like, and I'm here. Like when Jake announced something that I've won or something, I would be like, I'm here. Okay, you know what? <laughs> nah, Jack's back for another week on the Blue, uh, on the blue Velvet. Oh, oh, no. On the Cinema Side Show. Oh, oh no. Uh, yeah, no, I'm back, no, baby. This is well, awkward. that used to be your show. That used to be our show. Yeah, and I canned it. <laughs> you, uh... <laughs> Canned it, you ah, say. So, yeah, That's this is a way more uh, casual episode casual of episode. the Cinema Side Show podcast. Got a few bevies here. We're going to be talking mm. about some movies as per the norm. Trying to pretend like we know more about them than what we actually do. <laughs> <laughs> I know everything. No, it's a great episode. Lots to talk about later in the show. But This is going to be guys, a packed episode, I feel like. I feel like. We've been conversating because every week we come in and we're like, I haven't really watched anything. So all of us have been like, fuck. Let's watch everything. Well, yeah. yeah I mean, <laughs> oh, we'll no. throw it, let's throw it to Jake first. Jake, have you caught anything new this week? Or have an announcement to make, perhaps? Okay, th- this this man right here, Jack Bet, just wants it at the forefront. <laughs> he doesn't want to delay it any longer. So, for those who have been following the last several weeks, or the last two months, we've been doing our uh, weekly Avengers Endgame box office That's the nicest one yet. Review. Thank you. Yeah, and... Um, so we did call it that we're going to call this bet whether Endgame bet Avatar or not at the box office. And this is the episode we're going to call it. This is the Endgame. And Jack... Whoa, 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 very... whoa, 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 one. Yeah. And also How Marvel you... got What's, desperate. What was the final count? The final count. So we just had this weekend passed. Um, this weekend obviously being the first weekend of Toy Story 4. So that mm-hmm. would have... Never heard of it. Crap... <laughs> that would have crept on it a bit. The final, so I'll, I'll lead him with the Avatar box office yes. that we've been chasing for, I've been chasing for this entire time, at $2.787 billion. Endgame has come in at $2.749 billion. $38 million short. So and Marvel got desperate so and tried to last, re-release it. In the last, what, week? week? Yeah. $2. No, 6 or $7 million, something okay. like that. H- here's the thing, though. Since our last episode, they've actually announced they're going to re-release the film. So if anything, they forfeited the fucking victory. That's the thing. They That's shot themselves win. in the foot. It's a cheap win. They should have listened to this podcast and known. <laughs> they're re-releasing the film uh, with like seven minutes of extra content with like a Stan Lee wow. like, tribute and some deleted scenes. And You know that's going to get them over the line, though. I know, but that's cheap. I didn't so know if it count. will, to be honest. I think it, enough. I would go see it again to see seven extra minutes. You're crazy. Or I could just wait a month I until it's on Blu-ray. That. <laughs> it's going to... It's going to get leaked very early. <laughs> Good point. I can just read about it. Yeah. And, like, literally all the stuff they've already announced is going to be on the Blu-ray. So, what's the... What's the point? I don't know. I will admit, I, I failed to beat this challenge. They will get over eventually. I think it will happen, but... So, will Clicker be putting up a post of you buying the jug? For, for sure. Jack? 
I think that's one point to I'll, ZKJ. I'll put, it, yeah. I'll put it. I'll put it on my personal Instagram. How's that? Oh, special. Mm. And I'll put it on Clicker. Oh. <laughs> I feel slightly less special now. <laughs> I think like, the next bet is uh, ZKJ needs to challenge Clicker and we'll make it so they have to publicly post our. Oh our yeah, next you have win. to. You have to change your all your social media to ZKJ Productions. <laughs> <laughs> you can see that was a pained uh, laugh that was like no fucking way like, nah, I'm never gonna happen we're gonna take a slightly less challenging bet next time Jack bet we have a bet going already we do we have a couple going like on Jim Cummings Marvel movie yeah we already talked about it last week I think you guys got a gambling problem <laughs> I'm just yeah I know I'm gonna lose like what 15 bucks on the jug it'll be more than that <laughs> yeah, it'll be 15ish yeah we'll wait until next semester and go to the tab but I will I will generally record this transaction and put it in my Instagram of me buying you the bet. I I accept my failures. I want life. you to crawl on your hands and knees with, <laughs> with a jug on your back. <laughs> I feel like it's gonna mean we have to escalate the bets. Keep the keep two the, jugs. We're just two like, ju- yeah, it becomes poisoning. like twenty jugs by the end of the <laughs> by Avengers ten. Just fucking destroy my liver. <laughs> if Avengers ten could beat Avatar one at the box <laughs> office, imagine. You know, it'd be a good bet that you boys should lay down. Is uh Taron Edgington gonna win the uh, Oscar next year? No, for Rocket. Um, he's not even gonna be nominated. He'll be nominated. Oh, is that the bet? I think that's the bet right there. Okay. He w- yep. We should, yeah. Yeah. Okay, perfect. He won't be nominated for an Oscar. I bet he will be. I now, think Golden Globe, not Oscar. Films I have watched in this past week. I've watched I've watched two films, not relating to our main. Pussy. Couple of... <laughs> these were... Actually, I've watched more than two. We can okay. get into that in a bit. Um, two that I think you're going to be quite interested. I'll, I'll lead into you, Zeke, in a moment. With films we probably should have watched... Many years earlier than we did. <laughs> I'm going to start with Reservoir Dogs. I'm a, bu- I'm, I'm Vince... a bunch of fucking children here. Like, you guys got to so think of filmmakers. We haven't to seen To be anything. fair, Reservoir Dogs is rated R. Reservoir Dogs. I watched it when I was <laughs> fucking 12. I don't yeah, know, but at no least excuses. that's some sort of deniability. You're 22 years old. Yeah, you I, no yeah. excuses. You've had four years. I've seen it now. It's too late. So what was the verdict? Um, I really enjoyed it. As obviously Tarantino's uh, directorial debut, as they say, uh, as we say on the show. Zooey Mama. Zooey Mama. No, I really loved it. It was was a nice surprise because I really didn't know anything about it, to Mm. be honest. So it was a nice surprise to go in there and see like, oh, it's actually quite a small scale, like we're looking at the befores and afters of this event. (laughs) It is a play. It's And obviously his um, dialogue, very much like all these other films, very much shines through this. Um, I really, I really loved it. Although it technically supports the theory we've talked about in this podcast, every directorial debut has to be some sort of heist film. It's an easy yeah, we've done Bottle Rocket, we've done Welcome to Collingwood. It's just it goes I on think that's on. where we're going wrong. We haven't done a heist film yet. No, oh, we want to direct Avengers Six. If only we knew a bloke that had a heist film in mind. Oh, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> seventeen fucking people. But the one thing I'll, before I move on, one thing I do love. There was actually a few times when I noticed some little sound hiccups. Oh. And I actually really liked that because it just oh. felt more authentic. Oh. What was our sound hiccup? Oh, it was just like you could tell like the sound was like missing for a couple oh, okay. of seconds and little spots and stuff. Mm-hmm. I like that kind of stuff. It was very early I in think his career. Between that and Hate Wait, which is ironically the first and the last Mate, most yeah, recent. You haven't film seen Kill Bill 1 and 2. I haven't. You would love those. Or Jackie movies. Brown. Jackie, oh, we can figure about that one. But like, that's uh, like a true story, right? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, <laughs> I watched it as a young boy. But it's not like a Tarantino movie. It's like a real movie. Oh, okay. I think so. I haven't seen it in a long time. I think, yeah, they're they're definitely the two that I like the most. And then, honestly, I like Four Rooms, which I've talked about on a very early, like, earlier Mm. episode of the, where they get four directors to direct each, like, 20 minutes of the film, which... Surely that's one of our director's corners right there. 
Oh, hey. four rooms? There'd be like a special, yeah, special director's cool. corner out there. I'm having my own director's corner. We're doing Sam Raimi. Really? That's, a, <laughs> not, that's not a bad one. I like how you're making declarations. Wait, have you seen, no, have you guys seen the original Evil Dead? No. We're watching Evil Dead. We're watching Dark Man. We're watching Spider-Man 2. Okay. You talked a bit journey. about Darkman. Did you end up rewatching that? Or no, I you haven't seen, seen it. Yeah, I yeah. was gonna watch it, but then you were like, "That would be a good podcast film," and I was like, "You know what? You're right. I'll see." That is it. a good podcast. We gotta watch it together. Okay, cool. What did you watch recently, Zeke? I had a busy week. I finally started to really get rolling back on the uh, 365. Keep rolling, rolling, keep rolling. Um, how many? How many? Up to 126. Mm. We're already uh, halfway through. We're over halfway through the year. We're not quite at July yet, so I've still got a week to try and get myself at about 180. That's, oh my is, god! Wait, how much did you say before? One one twenty six, and you have to get to one eighty in a week. <laughs> You're fucking <Yeah>. maniac! <laughs> well, uh, I'm gonna no, I'm gonna try and to by the time we get to next semester, I would like to have two hundred films, which I think I can get to. I don't think you can. Um, next bet, <laughs> just keep shaking hands, <laughs> trying to get more jokes. No, I managed to watch a couple of documentaries this year, uh, this week. Yeah. Um, it was definitely more a documentary heavy week. Okay. Um, I caught the Dawn Wall, which was oh, okay. a really cool documentary on Netflix. Um, I'm starting with the best one and prog- progressively going down through the ones, but this one was just amazing. It was about a guy who was two guys about them climbing like this one of the steepest faces in. Uh, North America, it's it's My in Yosemite. Um, <laughs> just did, one of those really inspirational. Tried a couple of things that made oh, it set, set us up apart from other documentaries. It's yeah. really really amazing. Um, I also managed to catch um, the battered, no, the battered bastards of baseball. That's, Ooh, a, that's a title. Um, that's blah, 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 yeah. Blah, blah, blah. yeah, and it was basically just about a team that was revived in Portland, Oregon by Kurt Russell's dad, Bing Russell. Um, Bing. Bing. Yes. Bing. Fake name. Like the yeah, Google like the terrible search engine. Did he invent the search uh, I don't know. Um, actually, you know, actually, I left my computer on idle for like an hour and I came back and I don't know what I left open, but like it made Bing my default search engine. Right, you got hacked by the <laughs> I was Russians. Like, what the, happened? the Chinese are after you. I mate. know, what's going on? But yeah, no, that was that was okay. <laughs> um, Ice Guardians, another documentary I caught about uh, enforcers or goons as a continuation of me watching Goon. Goon. Um, yeah. And it's also why uh, clearly why me and Jack are sporting ice hockey jerseys. Yeah, could you not tell by <laughs> listening to this podcast that we're wearing ice hockey I'm going to take a photo... So you guys have to go on uh, Jake the Clicker on Instagram to see what we're talking about right shameless now. Shameless plug. That is, that is so shameless. There we go. Beautiful. But yeah, um, they were all really good documentaries. <laughs> um, I, I also watched Jurassic Park. About time. For the first, first so time ever. Right. Which I can't believe you watched Jurassic World before. You know, I a think. year ago today we watched the Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Yeah. Can I watched watch the two watch new that. ones. We went uh, to the movies to watch that. Yeah. And you were like, wow. <laughs> no, I was like, I was. He saw me. I was visually angry in that movie. Uh, I was the only one who didn't hate that movie. Oh, that movie was so bad. It was so loud. Wait, like I spent that movie with my hands in the air, like what? <laughs> People behind you hated you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it's just I, I said this to you in the car. I was like, this movie has got perfect pacing. It literally every frame of this film needs to be in the film. And it's such every frame of this film is like iconic. There's so many moments yeah, where it's like damn. Which is like even like what like the amount of one liners from this film that like get re a big pile of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Clever girl. Clever girl. I use that every day. Clever girl. 
<laughs> I love that. And every character is like likable to an extent. Even the characters yeah. you think that are like going to be kind of the bad guys still have right. like a charisma to them. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, what is it? David Attenborough's dad, Rich- Richard Attenborough, right? Richard's his brother. Oh, his brother. Yeah. Okay. R.I.P. Rest in peace. Um, Richard yeah. Attenborough is just great. Like, he's this goofy sort of like they're gonna love this. I know um, it's bad, but it's like it's it's a terrible, but. I don't know. It's just it's perfect. It's literally like such a fun movie. It's paced so well, and in contrast, I feel like I went through a couple of much like Reservoir Dogs. I went through yeah. a couple of Reservoir. classic '90s films this week too. Yeah, I also watched Leaving Las Vegas for the first time. That's right. You mentioned that. It is shite. <laughs> yeah. Pretentious garbage. Yeah. It's... I mean, I mean, you're ranting the group chat, and I just kind of. So it's back down. when Nicolas Cage was like <laughs> doing like Oscar shit, like trying to get Oscars and stuff, mm. and then something happened, something broke in his brain, and he was like, Ghost Rider, Ghost Rider 2, like, what happened? Yeah, I don't know, but it's, it, the movie is just self-deprecating, it's just like, it's wallowing in its own self-pity, it's like, him and Elizabeth Shue are just trying to one-up each other on, feel sorry for me, are us, and... I don't know. It's like it, me and a lot of my relationships. Yeah, I don't know. It, it just felt a bit, you know, self-indulgent. But right, okay. What about yeah. you, Jack? Jack, Jack right, did you catch anything? Yeah, Jack. What did I catch this week? I watched... Have you generally forgot? I uh, No, it's in my brain. I watched Vice. Mm-hmm. That's first right. Time. Uh, weird Early. format for a movie. It's very Vice, similar. Right? Very, it's very documentary. I, I think it was, like, it was like film seven. It's like the big... Right, yeah. It's like the big short... But, like, on steroids, where they're just like, who gives a fuck about film code? Let's just mm-hmm. have random stock footage and shit in this film. Oh, the credits in the middle of the film. Yeah, I think that, I don't know if I liked the movie, but I I definitely enjoyed it just because I was, like, learning about all this history. Like, I just, like, mm-hmm. it could have been a documentary. It's kind of the, the goal of the thing. film, I guess. There's some cool um, genre, like, the, the, the I think the guy who made this, I'm trying to remember his name. Adam McKay. Adam McKay. Um, Good job, Jack. Thank you. That's uh, what I'm here for. Uh, Names. Really succeeded in making the big short work because it was such a boring concept. And he made it like high energy and intense. Yeah. This film doesn't succeed as well. This movie it. is about war and like... like mm. cr- like It's like times where it's like high pressure, but mm-hmm. for some reason the film is half as fast as the big short. To mm-hmm. be fair, I feel like the Big Short is actually a really interesting. Uh, big Short, the great. event is really interesting. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Vi- Vice fails in when it's trying to be uh, intelligent. Sometimes it just throw. Yeah. It does the throw convention out the window, but it actually hinders well, we, Vice, the intelligence. Yeah, of the film. Vice is a good story, an interesting story. I just don't think as a film he did like he like if you take out the fact that everything in that film actually happened, mm-hmm. and you just look at it as a film, it's like well, I mean, it's not that interesting. Like you know, there's, yeah. there's nothing. Knew about it. I enjoyed seeing. I, I had heard things like George W. Bush was like kind of like an idiot and like the child who was like he would never be president. Mm-hmm. So I enjoyed seeing that sort of unfold and how they manipulated him. But as a film, it's sort of just like it kind of just felt like a video version of a Wikipedia page. I like the sequence. My favorite sequence is, and I think it's Steve Carell's character explaining how they plan to stay in office, and it does that animation. Uh, oh, the like, board game. Yeah, it's thing? like a Monopoly board game. Yeah, yeah. I really liked that because that was that that case of breaking convention, but re like yeah. like reinsuring. Whereas and in Big Short they did it really well with um, I think it was Selena Gomez. Was it Margot Robbie in the bathtub? Margot Robbie, yeah. That one, but I liked the one with Selena. I think it's Selena Gomez later in the film. In where the she's, Big Short, I think a few it's, different. She's like at a right? um casino table. 
Yeah. Oh no, he's right. maybe you're right. Yeah. And it, they explain it there. I like the scene and it's in the, him with a her with a gambling expert or something. Yeah. I like the scene in Vice where he's at the table with George W. and he's like, he's like just drinking a beer and like eating food. Yeah. And uh, he's just like trying to like hustle him out of like, here's what I want, and he's like, yep, yep. That sounds great. I'm like, this is awesome. Like, yeah. this is like he's a really cool. I feel like he was Christian Bale. Like they hyped him up as like, oh, he's playing Dick Cheney. He's gonna be like this amazing performance. But then I just thought when I was watching the movie, I was like, there's not really, there's not really any moments where I'm like, the movie felt like it was trying not to be biased to either side and trying to make they weren't trying yeah. to make him look like a bad guy. But I would have had more well, impact if especially they highlighted with the uh, end of credits sequence where they're all sitting in the circle and they're yeah. like, well, this is clearly a and a, then a right wing film or and even just uh, <laughs> like when they're discussing who they should invade they're like well clearly it's afghanistan and then steve carell mentions like we could do iraq and you're like if anyone who knows anything is like well obviously they choose iraq because that's what happened yeah but they don't get dick cheney sort of feels like they get like dick cheney's like yeah we should do afghanistan and then they do afghanistan and then it's just like oh and we're gonna do iraq as well but like it doesn't feel like it was i feel like in real life maybe dick cheney would have been the the dickhead who like because he kind of mentions in the film like well, the people need a face, mm-hmm. and people know what Iraq is, so we need to mm-hmm. give them, like, a country that they can, like, visualise to invade so they can feel safe again. And I feel like they kind of, like, sidestep I, I like the bit. film overall. It has things that I was like, mm, there's not as good. My, like, the Shakespearean monologue between oh, Bale and Amy Adams was just... Have you seen it? Here's the thing. I still haven't seen it, because it was the only Oscar picture best winner nominee I hadn't seen. It was... It, there's a sequence where, like... But, um, yeah. Like, the movie had already done a bunch of fourth wall breaking... Mm. And when the voiceover was like, I mean, you don't expect him to break into some Shakespearean soliloquy. Jesse Plemons, isn't it? Yeah. He's like, yeah. you don't expect him oh, to break so into some though. Shakespearean soliloquy monologue. And I was like, please don't do that. And then they cut, and she's like, I have an issue. And I was like, fuck, I get it. You're breaking the fourth wall, but this is kind of garbage. It was bad. Because it was like, okay. you literally didn't understand what the exchange was. Because it was in like a Shakespearean monologue, and it's just right. like the d- director jerking himself off, like, "Look how creative I am! I'm doing a Shakespeare." Mm-hmm. Like, but like, just fuck off! Don't do it. <laughs> Even like the oh. things like I didn't like the end of credit sequence in the middle of the film, and it was like it treated it like Dick Cheney lived a really happy life raising like Labradors or some shit like that, and it was like I thought you were a big fan of. That. I remember you telling me about that ages oh, ago. I was a fan of like the things he's highlighted are pretty much like what Jack's highlighted is pretty much my favourite scenes there's good film. moments okay. in the film there are f- and the good moments in the film really are bad. like damn perfect but right. the problem is that it's the bad stuff that like a, a lot of self-indulgent choices to be like wow look how creative I am I'm doing it differently to everyone else and I was just like I get it you're fucking cool which okay. is which I feel like Big Short did a really good job of being like look you don't understand this so let's yeah. break it down to I you mean, that even felt kind of effortless by the way that actually was Selena Gomez I double checked so oh, right of the money you guys we told you so what else did I watch what else did I watch I watched. I, I feel know. like I watched more than by. I watched Sorry to Bother You. Yes. That's right. You had a lot to say about that. Which you guys haven't seen. Mm. And I don't want to spoil it because I spoiled it for you guys telling you what. Like the kind of the. I already knew. Okay. You don't want to spoil it for the audience. I don't want to spoil it for your seven viewers. All right. <laughs> but I thought this movie was going to be some weird abstract thing we, about we got a guy. Okay. You're, you're, you're fucking. We've got seven listeners. Seven listeners. Right? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I thought it was going to be some weird abstract thing about a guy moving up in the telemarketing industry. So at about an hour into the movie, when you figure out that this movie is not that, it's I was like, holy fuck, I love this movie. Mm-hmm. Just because it was like, I like weird, sort of like, this you, This feels very much like, like how, how I love Taika Waititi, because all mm-hmm. of his films feel like, you can see him in the film, because it's just like, it's very much his voice. 
And that's... he's literally stars in all And of he's them. literally in them. <laughs> but uh, this one was more like, like I've <coughs> seen photos of the director and I've seen a lot of the music he can, like he makes music mm. videos and stuff. And I've seen what kind of person he is and you can feel that in this film. Mm-hmm. Like even the characters, the way they look, like this weird facial hair characters with like eye patches and shit and it's just like, they never address it. It's just this weird director's sort of style to have this weird world that it's in. Yeah, so I really dug enjoyed it. the movie. I think you guys should watch it. You, did you get it on Blu-ray? I have it. I can loan it to you. It's on DVD. But okay. I'll loan it to you. I'm sure we'll survive with DVD. Yeah. yeah. It's always if someone, someone buys you a present, but it's on DVD. It's, oh, and you're like, I, yeah. Uh, yeah, as well, I bought me toilet paper. It's fine. It's wow. fine. <laughs> no, okay, that's, that's too far. <laughs> I'll still some, watch it. I'll still some watch some it. poor people shit. I watched one more movie this week, and I can't think of what it was. Well, while you're thinking of that, I can get to another one of the movies I watched this mm. week. What does that include? I watched End of Watch. Um, okay. Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal, Michael Pena movie. Pena. Ah, Pena. Okay. I'll say his, yeah, correctly. Pena. It's got a little thingy, an accent above the a little, ear. little squiggly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Three episode, episodes later, Jesse did, guest stars and corrects you on something. I didn't, <laughs> I, I didn't like it that much, to be honest. Okay. Um... I thought the ending, the, the the whole thing is that it's Jake Gyllenhaal's camera, like character has a handy yep. cam, so it has okay. the very shaky cam sort of mockumentary esque style. Like to half it. his roles, he has a cam. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Sort of. But yeah. it's like it's very mockumentary esque style, <laughs> and I don't know if it works for the long because especially in the latter scenes, it becomes very hard to follow, and it takes some of the real weight out of some of the. The later scenes, it's just a bit right. of a struggle. I think it's kind of one of those things where it's like, oh, look, it's handy cam, it's immersive, but it doesn't do the same sort of like successful job. I think something like District Nine does, right? Where it has elements of mockumentary, but it's not fully a mockumentary. You know, I think it didn't do it for me, and I, their performances were fine, but it just it was a bit extreme, and like to the point where it almost felt a little bit like, whoa, how how does this how do these two cops keep coming across? Right. This increasingly fucked up situations. It was it was really weird. I don't know. The ending didn't do it for me. Uh, left kind of with a mediocre taste in my mouth. Hmm. Which a lot of people came out very positive when it came out. That movie came out in the same month or like around the same time as that Ben Stiller movie, Neighborhood Watch or uh, The Watch. And I feel like that hindered it. Actually, <laughs> you know what? Office. That makes perfect sense. Because I saw The Watch instead of End of Watch. Mm. And I never watched End of Watch because I was like, well, I've seen The Watch. Why would mm. I watch End of Watch as well? You know? Right. I, was, I feel like it's it trash, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jack is like, oh yeah, we'll I, see. No, I, I, I like dumb movies. I liked it at the time, but it is trash. Uh, mm. I remember what movie I watched. What? what was it? A cinema sideshow favourite. Oh. I watched Bottle Rocket. Oh, that's oh. right. Yeah, literally loaned it to me. I lent you my, my copy. I kept asking you what movie I watched because I was like, I know you know for some reason, but I don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. I, actually, good. you're going to give me that back. I, yeah, if I had known we were doing this today, I would have brought it. But uh, I did know. I just forgot what I was saying. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's no, right. He's it's, trying to keep Bottle Rocket. It's, it's good. Yeah, it's how good. dare he? Yeah. The only copy in Australia, apparently. Mm. <laughs> I think we walked away with a pretty positive opinion of Bottle yeah, Rocket. Yeah, I liked it. I thought yeah. it was weird that they would cast Alan Wilson and his brother as not brothers because they sound like the same human being they talk right. and they look kind of the same they have the same sort of face so and then like, their char- the actual brother characters in the film yeah, exactly. also sound like them mm-hmm. which oh, is I mean, I mean, okay. a little bit they're probably actually related to them <laughs> for all we know uh, maybe maybe Wes just got along with a lot of the old family doesn't Wes Anderson look like uh, Luke uh, Luke Wilson in this film like, uh, like in this film it's like Wes Anderson like made Luke Wilson to look like himself 
Possibly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Reading into it. I wouldn't know anything about that. So what about you, Jake? Catch anything else this week? Uh, I caught a couple of other things as well. Uh, I watched Blind Spotting, which is a film that Jesse lent me. And the reason he lent me this film is because um, basically he never actually got a home release in Australia, but he actually has a copy of it from a different region. So he knew that because I can purchase it, he lent it to me. He's like, hey, Jake, Jake, check out this film. I have an iTunes. It's really good. Is it on iTunes? I don't know. Good Probably. to see the boys sharing. Yeah. Well, we're sharing, mate. It's I like this what, what little sharing is, culture. What year it is? Like, it's so weird that in like 2019, we're loaning each other card copies. I, th- of I think it came back when Microsoft was so anti-game sharing in 2013 that everyone's like, actually, is this a pretty cool thing? Sharing stuff, isn't it? I think like, just cheap. It came back into it. <laughs> the actual answer is we're too cheap to rent it ourselves. No, but um, well, in this so. case, it wasn't because I literally couldn't Could purchase the film. Um, and I finally caught it earlier today, and I really, really love this film. Now, I would love to do a full episode on this, so I'm going to hold on to the review for a bit. But my verdict is my verdict is a very sharp, very quick and smart film, and um, absolutely. What country is it made in? Like, where's it from? Um, it's a a US film, made in the US. Weird that they wouldn't Um, release it everywhere. I think uh, Jesse can tell you more about it, but I think there was some weird distribution issues. I I think it was going to come out, and then it just didn't end up. It's against the law for me and Jesse to be on the same podcast. It actually breaks yeah. the fabrication of the. Uh, That's why we've never time, been in the same time and space. the same podcast at the same time. Yeah. That's fair. It was actually weird when I saw you two in the same room like a couple weird. of weeks. ago. I was like, oh, I've never seen this. Like, is we cool sat thing. across from each other on the table. And it was like a compositing shot. I know. It was like <laughs> it was like a line. <laughs> it's like the, the sitcoms where it's like, oh, these two characters never spoke to each other. That, yeah, that'd be so cute. Harris and John finally. <laughs> Chandler and Phoebe. And I want to give it. I want to give a bit of a shout out because all three of us did attend the um, second year Murdoch screenings last week. So the second year is at. So uh, Murdoch yeah. Uni did a uh, several of their shorts came out so just a little shout out we, we saw that as well a bunch yeah. of third years fucking watching second year films I'd, li- I'd <laughs> like to walk in walk in well I was going to say there was a funny moment where you went and sat in the trenches Jake I was in the trenches and me and Jack sat up right at the back darkest deepest corners of the fucking in the Orson Welles grandstand looking down upon everyone yeah 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 Basically, because we wanted to talk through the films, if okay. we had any points or things we'd like to bring up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We didn't want to intrude on anyone else's experience. And what is it? Like, opening monologue. Uh, Glenn, Glenn Stasic, our uh, chair at Murdoch, points out the third year sitting at the back. Like, oh, might yeah. as well have shined a fucking spotlight <laughs> I, I, on I, us. I was going to put my hand up. I was like, bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm sorry. You're between. not feeling loved. <laughs> Yeah, like, oh, oh, yeah too. He's like, fuck off. Yeah, I, I could definitely have gone without the shout out. So yeah. you, you guys are all right where you are. Yeah, we earned it. Yeah. Well, what well, we said hi, <laughs> and then yes, and that was it. Hi and yes. And no, there was there were some great films in the mix. Yeah. Uh, some of them we've talked about off the podcast that we really enjoyed. Yeah. Um, it's tricky because like most of them you can't really go online and watch. There is one arc. If you look up arc, I don't really know what else I could. Short film. Yeah, arc short film Murdoch released thing. like a week ago. If you find that, you've you found it. So that, yeah, that's like okay. the one I know they've actually posted online, and that was actually one of my like favorite ones. I would say it's also one of my favorite ones too. There you go. So I will not give an opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Being is, diplomatic there. Maybe that's enough to be my opinion. Yeah, uh, lack of opinion is my opinion. But if you want to check out any of those, that's the only one I'm aware of. If any others come up, maybe if we remember, <laughs> we'll give them a better shout. I don't know. Abracadabra. Uh, 
catch it wherever you can catch oh, it. Oh, if Abracadabra comes out, Jack's going to be all on top of that. Oh, I loved Abracadabra. Well, it's um, probably disappeared by now, Jack. Oh. oh. <laughs> right, you are like fucking Eddie Murphy, you comedic genius. <laughs> Um, well, did you guys? Us. Oh, I guess that's it from me. What? What did you two? No, that was uh, me for this week. Was it? That was me. Right. Well, in that case, before we get into our film of the week, uh, we did mention this last week that we were going to do a bit of a bit of a roundhouse, I guess. Oh, so yeah. we're going to discuss some things. This. So yeah. you two might have to be a bit on the block. I actually did do a lot of thinking about this one. Our top three. Pixar films. Easy. Do you want to know a fun yeah. fact about Pixar before we start? Sure. Do you know why it took so long for Toy Story 3 to get made? Why? Because Disney and Pixar had a five-picture deal. Did I just watch the same video? You watched you, the same we video. watched the same video you today. Didn't watch this video? Nah. Disney and Pixar had a five-picture deal. So they made Toy Story 1. They made Toy Story 2. Well, they made A Bug's Life as well. Oh, they made a... Who gives a fuck? They made, <laughs> they made Toy Story... the story. They made Toy Story 2. And then Disney goes, Actually, sequels don't count. So that's why they made four other films before they made Toy Story 3. Because they had to get their five picture deal out and they wanted to get out of the deal. So oh. up until Cars came out, they couldn't make they weren't they couldn't make a sequel. But then Disney bought yeah. Pixar. That was after a bunch of drama where Disney tried to make Disney tried to make Toy Story 3 without Pixar. With another animation with studio. An, but it fell through and then they were like, fuck it, let's go back into negotiations and they bought them for seven billion dollars. I, I, when that blew my mind, because that was even more than they bought Star Wars. And Here's Marvel, the thing. Right? They wanted to do a better deal, because they mm-hmm. felt like they were getting the short end of the stick in here. And then, of course, Steve Jobs, CEO, mm-hmm. uh, CEO of Apple... Uh, Apple, Pixar. CEO of Pixar at the time, thank you, is Steve Jobs. Mm-hmm. So he was able to strike a better deal with Disney, yeah. in which they bought him for seven-plus billion dollars. And then that's That is insane. Story. Anyway, uh, what were we doing? Three, that was a fun fact. Thank three you, favorite, That was very so fun. We can, we can start <laughs> with three favourite Pixar films, Let's start with... Right? Uh, we'll go three two. We'll go three 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 two 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 and one one one. Okay. So three, Jake. Sure. Well, can I give a little shout? Because I ended up coming up with five titles. Can mm-hmm. I throw the other two out that didn't make the cut? Your honorable mentions. My honorable mentions, exactly. Is there more than three good Pixar movies? Oh, whoa! <laughs> I've, probably, Dude. I've probably got one honorable mention. You're gonna get he wears slapped. a hockey jersey and he thinks he's gangster. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, my honorable mentions. I did want to do a shout out for The Incredibles. Doesn't qu- quite make my cut. But it's a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant film. You heard him, Zeke. And, oh my god, Zeke's dying in the corner. Like, just oh, it looks like I'm punching him consistently and he's just gone out. <laughs> um, and another one, this was really, really tough. Unfortunately, Wally could not make my top three cut. Just, oh, that's, Zeke, that's, Zeke is gone. That's his number one and two right there. <laughs> <laughs> Wally is a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant film. And uh, Zeke, you can probably talk more about it if I it makes will. your cut. Um, <laughs> but it just <laughs> didn't make my cut. So number three for me has to be Ratatouille. You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> it is in a... Oh my god, dude. Ratatouille is so gorgeous. Ratatouille is straight trash. Wow. <laughs> you know what? Ratatouille my is honorable gorgeous. Mention, my honourable mention, Toy Story 1. My third yeah. favourite film, Cars 3. <laughs> <laughs> anyone? Has anyone seen it? I've seen no, Cars 3. Okay, yeah. now justify it. What, are you serious? I'm serious. Wow, okay. Toys, I don't like much Pixar films. Uh, Cars 3 is the hell uh you expect it to be shit because it's a car film but it's like weirdly deep and like meaningful it's about him getting old and like he's like getting outperformed by new sports cars and that see the the animation's amazing like okay. the, i it, need to watch cars 3 i admittedly have not watched cars 3, cars 3, cars 3 is, is definitely way better than the second the, one it's the logan of cars films <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the first time I've ever... it really is yeah <laughs> 
Okay, What's well, your honourable mention? My honourable mention would definitely... You say Ratatouille gonna punch you in the face. Ratatouille is the best soundtrack of any Pixar movie ever. Some weird French crap. It's... Uh, oh, I'm gonna punch you. <laughs> Cars free? My, uh, my honourable mentions, I'd have two. Yeah. Cars uh, two? No. Um, my my honourable mentions would literally be Toy Story 1 and Toy Story 2. Wow. Oh, there goes my uh, list. <laughs> so they would be my honourable mentions. And my number three yep. would definitely have to Incredibles. be The Incredibles. Yes. Fair enough. Yeah, uh, that's probably my number four, to be honest. But uh, we don't have number four. The Incredibles so. has the second best villain in Pixar films. Best Fantastic mm. Four movie ever made. Um, I guess. Okay, yeah, I've never looked at it that way. It's probably the movie I actually watched the most out of all of yeah, them. Yeah, when I was younger, I watched it every week. Maybe uh, the same except Toy Story. Maybe. Uh, it's d- definitely the film, look, in hindsight, that and Toy Story 2 were the two I watched the most. Mm. Um, so, great. Uh, great film. And yeah, back to you, Jake, number two. Right, my number two. I'm about to punch you. No, nah. If you say Finding Nemo. <laughs> No, I think Finding Nemo is a little overrated, to be honest. Yeah, it's trash. I it's actually, I'm not joking. I fell asleep the first time I watched this. Wow. Yeah, I hate it. Might, it might just be in the situation. I, mm-hmm. I was You're also young. two years old, yeah. Yeah, I was probably two. Well, I would have been like seven or yeah, eight. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, no, uh, my number two is Toy Story 3. Hey! What a masterpiece. Guess what my number two is. We're going to talk a bit about more in the future. Oh, what's your number two, Jack? Toy Story 3. There you go. It's yes, actually he's not gonna also punch my me number two. Hey! <laughs> it's, a, it's a masterpiece. It's it real, is yeah. an actual masterpiece. It's so, I would want, it's so much fun. It's got the best villain. It does. Um, it really does. It has the best uh, guest appearance in a film. Michael Keaton as Ken. Oh, my uh, God. Toy Story 4. Um, oh, we'll talk about that we'll in the second half of the show. <laughs> He's a strong second, but he is no I'm an, I'm not a girl's toy level of entertaining. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's I so watch Toy Story 3. Yeah. Toy Story 3 is a mu- That's all I can say um, about it. It's a masterpiece. A movie that made grown men cry. Yeah. Uh, I'm a fucking real man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <I saw> you, <laughs> my voice <laughs> broke when I said that. I'm a real man. I'm a real boy. I saw you choking up at Toy Story 4, but we can talk about that later. Uh, um, oh. I'm a bit yeah. oh, no. no, it's just the strongest... Of, the Toy Story movies, I think, and well, there we go. Um, oh, Jackson won. <laughs> and I think it just has the most to say, and it's just so much fun. Yeah, it's, it's the most coherent plot too. It's it's a great plot. It's just simple enough. It's tight. But you're right. It's tight, and it goes it goes way bigger than any other two do. Yeah. But it's just the it's just perfect. It's just everything it nails. No, exactly. Numero uno. Numero uno is a uh, up. My favourite Pixar film I is hate Up. up. <laughs> I hate you Up. You both suck. And here's the thing. I can't make it past it is, the first two minutes It is up. not to do with the opening sequence. I can't it's make it obviously past a, it. a great sequence itself. Can't get past it. The, advent- the adventure. It's grey and boring. The characters, the jokes, everything. The plot it has so much like little setups. Mm-hmm. It's actually amazing how much little setups they sneak in there and... It's wrong. The soundtrack. Actually, I take that. That oh, I don't, between I that do and Ratatouille, the, I do weirdly know the soundtrack. The soundtrack is so good. Yeah. Just listen to it on your own while you're doing whatever. I'm not gonna do that. No, dude, <laughs> it's so good. No, I actually I like Up. It's like Up is fantastic. It would probably be somewhere in the sixth or seventh category, like for me. Like, like right. it wouldn't be my own honorable mentions. It's in the. I don't mind Nemo. Um, I prefer Up over Nemo. And yeah, then like probably as well to be honest. Just because I really don't like Nemo. Uh, it's strong. It's a strong movie. I I think it. Is. I mean, it's a little bit. He, it was. It was the start of the Pixar movies hitting a little bit too. Oh, hey, let's feel bad. Yeah. Let's feel bad. That's why I don't like it because it was like, hey, let's make a film to make kids cry and adults cry. Well, I think Inside the movie Inside that. Out was the most in, 
self-indulgent. Where, like, the characters are literally emotions. Hey, sad. Feel sad. I really did like Inside Out. It didn't, it didn't approach my list, but I really liked the film. Me and Zeke just gave each other a stare. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I think we really one. disagree on a lot of these. Can you like too much Pixar? Me and Zeke got this is like the this Pixar. is the fight that we should have had in uh, the my number one MCU films. <laughs> the Good Dinosaur. <laughs> I'm fucking kidding. You. <laughs> of course, it's you obviously are. Toy Story two. Yeah, yeah, okay. it's kind of good. It's... I love that fight scene in the elevator. Can I ask you why you think it's better than three though? Uh, it's bigger. Is this a Stinky, like, P- Stinky Pete's a pretty good villain the ending, too. Right. The, the ending at the the airport and like yeah. getting back to the okay, that's fair. Jesse backstory is pretty heartbreaking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought you, you, you guys did like sad. That wasn't like let's make a whole film based around the sadness. <laughs> that was just a sad moment in a film and it justified her character. The I am the yeah. Zerg shit hilarious. No. It's pretty great. It's a very tight film. You're right. Mm. It's a lot of fun. The bus in, the buzz impersonator. Another great buzz oh, moment. Yeah. That's what I love. My not as good as the Spanish buzz. I though, love myself a good buzz moment. Yeah, but better than the Toy Story Four buzz. What, what, <laughs> oh, what Toy Story Four buzz? <laughs> um, all right. Well, then my numero uno is Wally. It is Wally. Wally's brilliant. I'll give Wally you Wally eh. is the strongest Pixar film. Has the most to say, and is probably going to be the most prevalent and well standing. Wally was Pixar the film. first one where I was like, oh, I guess I just don't like Pixar anymore. Where I was just okay, like, I watched it. No, you're like, actually yeah. crazy. You're actually crazy. I just don't like Pixar. I, don't, I can't really connect with animated films as much. So I, when I watch them, I'm like, if an animated film is showing me an animated character crying, I'm just like, fuck Whoa. Off. I guess I could pick so many fuck. Man, like Star Wars The Clone Wars had animated people that made me cry. I was thinking more like Spirited Away, but whatever, Zeke. Uh, <laughs> spirit, no, it, even like... It, yeah, it yeah, exactly. Spirit. Oh, look at uh, that. Wally was the start of like... Wally was like, hey, uh... Environmentalism, don't be a dickhead. Hey, it was like, it's so in your you, face with its you, message. What about like. I don't think it was that in your. No, I don't think so. It's not. It was too easy. Fuck it. The f- change, the, okay, man. here's the thing. The first half of the film has virtually no dialogue. Yeah, no, it's boring. That's. No. Ballsy. Boring. That is so ballsy. <laughs> Yawn. Well. Oh my god, Jack, you I, I hate little cute robots <laughs> that make noises. You know what's. <laughs> Zeke's, Zeke, the definition of an O face with his mouth right there was oh my god. What I found interesting in my list is that four it's of all the no the, the Wait, what were your films four, up uh, Toy Story and up Toy Story three Ratatouille and wow. I put Wally fourth. You is incorrect. I think Wally's a better film than Ratatouille, but I personally enjoy Ratatouille. Ratatouille more. is just a rat in the rain and then a rat in a kitchen. You're a rat. You're not allowed to cook. Oh, <laughs> shit. You're a rat. But what I find interesting, I'm glad you brought the story up, is that all those films were immediately after Disney bought them. What? Which is really interesting. That's weird. That's really interesting. And then they started doing a lot of sequels. Though. That's when the Disney, the Disney agenda the fucking Disney kicked in. Agenda. The rat. Oh, it doesn't matter what you look like. Do what you want to do. Well, I'm sure we could talk about the Disney agenda in the second half of the show. Whoa. Jake's the only person that thinks Disney has an agenda with Toy Story 4. Well... What? Jake, what <laughs> what are we? What's our movie of the week? Uh, all right, Zeke. Well, uh, keeping the theme, our film of the week, Toy Story Four. Everyone, Bonnie made a friend in class. Oh, story. she's already making friends. No, no, she literally made a new friend. I want you to meet Forky. Uh, hi. Hello. Hi. <gasps> Woody, Buzz Lightyear, and the rest of the gang embark on a road trip with Bonnie and a new toy named Forky. The adventurous journey turns into an unexpected reunion as Woody's slight detour leads him to his long-lost friend Bo Peep. As Woody and Bo both discuss the old days, they soon start to realise their worlds apart when it comes to what they want from life as a toy. Makes a lot more sense now, that line at the end there. Yeah. What does it mean to be a toy? Is that a line at the end of the film? 
I mean, no, it's but no, but it's you crying at the end of the film. If I, I wasn't recall. crying, my eyes were watering. <laughs> were you actually? My eyes got a bit glassy. They eyes. do get glassy wow. when, we, when we, you know stuff happened at the end. I was like, oh, oh man. We 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 can talk about spoilers way later on. Let's uh, go initial and talk about it. A bit but more. yeah, no, we can go into initial reactions. But the long long and the shorter that Jack and I did look at each other and did that thing that males do, where they both look like they're about to cry, but then both just go, nope. <laughs> Suck it right back in. <laughs> the tear sucks back into the like, yeah. tear Yeah. Because at Toy Story 3, I did cry. And it's devastating. I was with my mum next to me, who was yeah. definitely crying. Yeah. You know, this is, it's a good thing when you get to that sort of age. Because if you cry, it's like, well, you're older, so you can get away from it. Yeah. But like, 22 year old man crying at a, a Toy Story movie is not great. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's an interesting thing to point up. Is I mean, we've all kind of grown up with these films, but. None of us were alive when the first one came out in 95, but we were all alive... 95? 95, yeah. yeah. Damn! And But we were all alive by 1999, and we've obviously yes. grown up with 2, 3, and Maybe four. that's why 2 got played so much yeah, in my head. because it was, like, fresh. Yeah, yeah, that would be the same for me, the v- VHS. Plus, number 1 is real ugly. Yeah, 1... I rewatched some of 1, it actually holds up in some areas. The, the animation? Wrong. If you freeze frame it in places, it's like... If this you looks freeze frame it at literally any moment, it's awful. I, I think I think they need to go back to number one and put a reskin on it. Oh, I'm, I'm the well. exact opposite. I wouldn't be that. surprised if that was a trend. Like Disney Plus, they're like, yeah, here's uh, Toy Story one. Oh, and it looks nice now. Well, what's what's the difference between like a two D animation and a live action animation? Like, a lot remake. I don't know. Just well, I mean, like... how, how many of those have come out really good anyway? To prove a point. Well, they made the money though. What so it, it comes back oh. to the Disney model, which we can talk about a lot later. Is the, yeah. Is it about making money or making something? New and original and good. Yeah. Well, I think that was definitely the question with this film in particular. Is this a been... money grab or is this actually a film that's Yeah, because it's been it. nine years since Toy Story 3, which was very highly acclaimed they obviously masterpiece take... as a conclusion to the franchise. Yes, they had to take a few years off to make the masterpiece Cars 3. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they could get back onto <laughs> Toy Stories. So, uh, we can... I don't know, man. No, well, we can go We can go into our initial reactions. How do we all feel about it initially? Um, it was good. I was fine. I liked it. I left the movie. I was like, that was good. I would rewatch it if it was on. And that is it. <laughs> mm-hmm. that never, it never hit me. In, like It never really impacted me where I was like, wow. That, I, didn't, I thought I would leave it thinking it was better than one of the other ones. But mm. it's probably the worst Toy Story film. But still a really good film. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think I ended up giving it like an 8 out of 10, which is how I feel about this film. Mm. Um, it's definitely the weakest of the four. But that doesn't... That's Still like, a very good score. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's like comparing like four of the strongest animated films of all time. Yeah. Yeah. And this one just happens to come in fourth. This one has, I think, uh, the least to say out of all of the films. Um, okay. Uh, I disagree. I disagree too. This one felt a lot more heavy on the themes for me. Okay. I think this one wasn't yeah. as fun. Um, it sort of felt like it was going in roundabouts at times. To me, it kind of felt like you could feel the age of everyone in it and the people making it. It felt like an old person's film. Like I don't know why, but it felt like an, everyone felt really old. Like, I think I think the themes are definitely more mature. I mean, I haven't I haven't said my thoughts. I, I I'm kind of in the same camp with you in the sense that the surface. It, I appreciate what they're trying to do with the themes and stuff. It mm-hmm. is very some very adult stuff in it, even more so than what mm-hmm. three does. But I think the surface level, you're right. Like the funness of it kind of the, the cover, if you will, doesn't hold up as well as the other three do. Yeah, and I, I think if you want to go into casting, I feel like their way of compensating for almost the lack of 
fun descriptor people? was getting like people like Key and Peel into the, the. I thought he was going somewhere. The right. way they made up for something was the fact that like everyone who was originally in Toy Story is dead now. So they like. Well, I mean, none of the original characters had anything. Very not true. None of the original characters had anything to do because half of them are dead. Yeah, like, Mr. Potato Head. Mr. Potato. He's not even in the yeah. movie because he's dead. They used archival lines from That's previous why, videos. His only line in this film was mm. "Where's Buzz?" and I was like, he probably said that in like every film. Yeah. Yeah. Buzz always goes missing for a bit. I, I, that was fascinating, though. I think, I mean, it's the best way you're going to have. That's the only way to work around it, really. Yeah. Um, but I feel like this one uses, obviously, the lack of humour, and they've brought people in that automatically just may elevate the film's comedy a little bit, which I think... Is it Key, is it Key and Peele, who both the buy the... plushy ones? Yeah, the yeah, plushies. Yeah. This, was, this um, film definitely felt more of, like... A, Woody's film. This felt like a Toy Story. Way more character. Yeah. It felt definitely a spin off of Woody because the other ones, like, when I'm thinking back at Toy Story 3 and Toy Story 2, I'm thinking of moments with the whole crew, like, mm-hmm. like Woody's in the house or in the apartment, everyone else is in the gutter or the, the, the ventilation system, and, like, yeah, they're doing their own thing. This, this one was very much, this is just what Woody's doing. Everyone yeah, stayed in the van. The with the exclusion yeah. of probably the first one, which, but that's still a Woody and Buzz film. That's yeah, a Woody and Buzz. This one literally Buzz was uh, in, like, towards the end. And even Jessie was like, I forgot she was. Jessie was very. I thought she existed. This one, and yeah. she was even played up as like, oh, Bonnie loves Jessie now. She's always playing with Jessie. But then like Jessie was like always like just in the background being played with. You never saw. Well, I think I think the thing of that they were trying to establish stuff early before they introduced uh, Forky. Yeah, into the, I know, but it's we'll, that we'll get into. It they would make that actually. such like a. Uh, make her like an important but, character but not really in it I think right. it's definitely one of the most crippling parts of this film is because they underserve so much of the supporting cast it makes the climax of the film a little bit less because it's like they're saying goodbye to each other and I was like oh they didn't really get one last like adventure together you know yeah it I wasn't su- I suppose I mean Buzz, Buzz went after Woody in the end everyone else was just in the van yeah. waiting spoilers I guess if you're getting out of context <laughs> well no, I, I, not much of a spoiler look I agree with um it definitely feels more like a character-driven story, especially for Woody's side, as opposed to the ensemble, mm-hmm. which I think a lot of my... And I agree with you. I think it's a really good film. Mm-hmm. I think my main issues stem from the fact that this film underserves... It's not underserves, but it doesn't do a lot of what Number 3 did to to disservice itself. Where Number 3 was very much still an ensemble cast. Yeah. And they very much utilised, to a shocking degree, everyone... In play, oh, maybe, it's maybe, maybe it's a yeah. good thing that this film was like. We've already done three movies of an ensemble of toys. Let's make this last movie really focus on Woody sort of getting older, mm, yeah. not being as relevant anymore. I appreciate the effort, but I, I, I think I kind of liked it in that. Even like the fact that this movie didn't really have a villain either, I appreciated that. I mean, I like, at least uh, they're not. Yeah, yeah, you could look to this really film being a reflection of the first film in a lot of ways. Mm. It, it sort of replaced Buzz and ch- changed him out for Bo, basically. And because it's still Woody's relationship with his owner, and we're kind of focusing on that, where the first one did that with An- like his relationship with Andy and how he needs. Well, that's to why I think this Andy. movie has uh, is a good character arc for Woody because it's the sort of the same thing as like oh it's about all about Woody's relationship with his owner. Mm-hmm. But this one's like sort of him realizing that mm. he can be a bit selfish and not just do everything. Well, his time is like up. His time is up, and he doesn't he doesn't need an owner anymore. There's mm-hmm. other people that need one more than he does. So he's yeah. like, I've had twenty good years. I want to take a step back and let other people have some fucking fun, you know? Yeah, I, I think if this is the last film, this is a great way to finish this. But then that comes back to the debate, is this the last film? But mm. I think it is. I think um, the only reason the ending was sort of open for other stories was for fucking Christmas specials and 
Halloween specials mm. to happen. Disney Channel stuff. And Disney Plus TV shows, like The Adventures of Buzz and Jesse. Yeah. yeah. Probably almost And I think happen. they've actually been pretty open about Disney Plus serving some of those purposes. Yeah. Especially yeah. for Toy Story. You know what so, they should yeah. bring back for Disney Plus? Do you remember uh, Buzz Lightyear Star Command? Yes. That oh, that was a great film. film. Oh, loved it. They should that bring it back. Yeah. yeah, that was an animated one, right? Yeah, it was 2D. and it, Did it come out after Toy Story 2? Yeah. Didn't it come with Toy Story 2? Maybe. I feel like it was like... I feel like for some reason it reminds me... Of, like, they sold the toys like Happy Meals and stuff. Like, it was like this weird... Possibly. ...side marketing thing for Toy Story Man, 2. I would love to I just remember the VHS that. tape of it, yeah. I had the VHS so of that, yeah. Yeah. No, but I think that's the thing. Like, if this is the last one, I think it does a pretty good job. I think this film's... It is a step back from the third one, which is always a shame because it's like mm. we could have argued. You could arguably say that the third one was where this franchise should have ended. I feel like this one had more. If they had used the ending of this one in the third one, perfect. But mm. they had to set up this whole movie. You didn't. I, you that's just you didn't like the ending because you're a fucking idiot. No, here's the thing. It's not that I didn't like the ending because when we, I guess we're getting into the ending now. Mm-hmm. When when we first we all went and saw an early screening of it last Wednesday. So we've had a bit, quite a bit of time to digest. Mm-hmm. Actually, I was, I was actually in shock with that mm-hmm. ending, because it, because yeah. I, even though all the the crumbs are there, and his character arc is and very well laid any, out, any logical ending, and it, some really good callbacks to the other movies too, like when yeah, he gets no, it was like destroyed it, and it's all there, but it still shocked me. I was like, did you that, expect it to end with the, the same way every other one does, where they're like. And now let's go back well, to I, our No, well, I didn't know what to expect from the end, especially because the third one's so powerful and so perfect, really. But the just the decision that Woody decides to make in that moment, and I... Here's the thing. At a place in my life, frankly, that's kind of what I would... It's very much a, I'm going to pick what's best for me as opposed to... What's best? I as, mean, you know, best for others. And in a way, it's his... You're right. He's given the right to be selfish... There is not one moment in this film where Bonnie acknowledges Woody's existence. Exactly. So, yeah. so it's in there. And I needed a few days to process that, mm-hmm. admittedly. But I think that was the main point. Is like you literally saw him in the cupboard while everyone's getting played with him. Yeah, like, exactly. He's I, like, why would I go back and sit in the cupboard when I could be free? Yeah. And I, I still stand by it. I don't like that it almost feels like... Because it, it felt by the end of this film they were, they were acknowledging a romantic connection between Woody and Bo. Oh, you didn't like that they didn't kiss? You I really... I wanted they them should, to kiss. They should have kissed. Oh, come on. Who cares? They should have kissed. It's an animated yeah. movie. Weirdos. Not weird. The guy's swelling up at his goodbye. They have a respect and love for each other. They don't have to show it. They can I mean, that's it. what film is. they got to show these things. You can tell that was the case of like a Disney EP going like, yeah, no, we don't want to yeah. be associated with toys kissing each other. It was frankly frustrating. Yeah, because you guys thought about it way too. No, much. no, no, because no. <laughs> they they hold on one of those cl- classic like they're gonna kiss shots. Those like close ups that slowly push in, and you're like you're like eh, and 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 then it becomes. The and, thing is, they yeah, actually you never came. Be sicker. The thing is, they they have a really great relationship. I just don't think yeah. they. They don't manoeuvre it perfectly, I yeah. think. There's just some key elements missing where it's like, I would love to just learn a couple more of are, the... Are you telling me in that open sequence when Bo finally goes away and they're under the car, rain's pouring down, and she's like, well, you could just come with me. Yeah. you saying to me that, that that scene doesn't set up the fact that they're kissing at the end of the film? No! <laughs> That's not the scene I'm You're thinking You're a freak. Of. What are you thinking of? I'm going to disprove all of you people. No, it's just throughout, throughout the, the journey of this film. And, like, we had these questions end of last podcast. 
mm. I'm like, what? What is their relationship status? Because mm. it feels a little like it's being redone. So it's like, can we please have a, lot a of reestablishment of what's going on? A little bit retcon. No, I feel like it's the this, this movie is like it's 2019, guys. Films in the 20s were doing kissing to show people loving each other. Let's just show them actually loving each other emotionally and with their words Look, and feelings. I don't necessarily need to be a kiss. I didn't necessarily need a kiss, but I wanted something a little more establishing. It just like felt him not... going with her. No, it didn't her. feel like it was touched on enough. Him choosing her. Over yeah, because we don't friends. know what they are. are they just really okay. good friends. Why are they really good friends? We've had we no. Know they a, they know we know they've had a romantic past in the other movies. We're arguing over the relationship between two imaginary toys. We know, <laughs> but it's, no, but it's this is like film. Cause, it's cause and effect of the film. It's like how are we supposed to get behind this relationship that literally none of the kiss. others. You're like, you know no, what? No, no, no. I can see that they love each no, other clearly, Jack, but they don't kiss. Jack. Okay. So if we break down the three previous films, first one, Bo is probably the most involved in the first Toy Story movie, uh-huh. but she's still not like intrinsic to the plot. She's more. She's literally the supporting cast to Buzz and Woody in that film, and she has a little bit more say. In the second one, she takes a complete sideline. She is non-existent <laughs> in the second one. Yeah, she's literally there as they go, and then there as they come back, and that's it. And in the third one, she's already gone. Yeah. So how are we supposed to believe, like, buy into a relationship? We've literally well, they're, they're literally alike. They literally are like, like they haven't seen each other in so long. You get the feeling that they used to be a thing, and then he's like, oh, uh, 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 forgot you existed. I don't know, man. I I think it's. It's that case, especially in the third one, it's literally one line where they go, Bo's gone. And he's like, yeah, Bo's gone. you guys are overthinking it. And then we find To be out- fair, it's been, at that point, established by this film, it's been several years. So I can imagine him being very passive, like, yeah, okay, push that aside. I, but-, but then why start the film with, like, the flashback just as he's about to Just live? to remind the little kids who weren't alive when the first Toy Story came out that they used to know each other. That, no, that's exactly it. Like, that movie came out in 1995. This kids seeing this movie were, like, Negative fifteen years old. No, it's true. Then. When you watch, if you rewatch, like a good example, weirdly enough, is the Simpsons movie, where they've spent twenty years establishing Milhouse has a crush on Lisa Simpson, mm-hmm. and in the movie they have to reestablish it like four times before they actually start that plot. Is it's a smart reestablishment? And also, they have to do it. The character of Bo looks like we haven't seen her since she was hideously animated in the old movies, <laughs> and she looks a bit different now. So that's kind of like a way to be like, oh, by the way, here's what she looks like in twenty nineteen. And they just call her Albino Peep. Albino, uh, I'll buy Peep. Pete Bino or some shit. Okay, well, fair enough. They have to be like, here's what she looks like now. I I think that it should have been addressed a bit more thoroughly. But that's my opinion. I No, I, I agree with you. Um, I think it was it just kind of missed the narrow of like, I, I'm still confused. Yeah. By the the specifics of the of this dynamic. Are they just really good friends? And why, why now? They is... have a deep respect for each other. You okay. guys are so old-fashioned. It's 2019. <laughs> All right, Tumblr, settle down. <laughs> All right, well, let's talk a bit about some uh, some of the behind-the-scenes stuff, facts of this film. Um, so, directed by Josh Cooley, who... This, oh, this is actually his directorial debut. Didn't he? No, he did a bunch of the TV stuff, didn't he? Did didn't he? he direct a bunch of the straight-to-video stuff? Yeah, but I'm talking about his feature directorial okay, debut. Well, fuck, fuck, okay. But he was a um, storyboard artist for several other Pixar films, including The Incredibles and The Good Dinosaur. Oh, Look at that. favourite one. And he was also head of story for Inside Out. Oh, well, then. Well, fuck him. No wonder I don't like <laughs> this film. <laughs> I want to turn him inside Jesus out. God. Now, another thing. You noticed this, Jack. When we first went to watch this movie, this is the first time since 1995 we didn't have a short film accompanying a Pixar thank film. Thank God. What do you mean, really? thank God? I hate them. Whenever... I don't, I mean, you know, I barely like Pixar. So when I'm yeah. getting to... A, when I'm like, oh, boy, time to watch a Pixar movie, and I'm watching some fucking Asian chick trying to cook a bean oh, bun or some shit. All right, bow. And won an Oscar, that she, short film. She, she, did it? Yeah. 
That is not child. a Piper should have won one. Piper's way better than that one. I was just like, I who Piper what? did actually as I'm well? Like, I didn't pay for this. Why am I watching this? I paid to see fucking Good Dinosaur, and I'm watching Bow. Is this what happened when you went no, to no, watch? No, no, that, went that, to that watch... was um Incredible Two. Yeah, Incredible Two. Even worse. I want to go see a fun superhero movie. I'm watching some Asian is that, shit. I, imagine, imagine Jack going to watch a disconnected premiere and the cradle comes on. He's oh. like, what is this? I didn't pay for this. Yeah, I, I, like, I fucking made this and it still sucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought it was quite interesting. Another little fun fact. I noticed this when I first watched and I double-checked and confirmed. When um, Woody and Bo Peep sneak into that little kind of underground area where there's like all the party and stuff going on. Like yeah, little, yeah. Yeah, the, the toy that opens the door up is original. actually, yeah, it's from the original short that inspired Toy Story uh, for Pixar, Tin Toy. Yep. That was wow. Educate yeah. your ass. Yeah. I know. I was like, oh, look at that. And you guys might not have noticed this, but later in that scene, they run to another toy mm. played by Keanu Reeves. Whoa! I don't know if you guys know you're talking about wow. literally the highlight of this film. That. I am Duke Kaboom. <laughs> <laughs> so can, cool. Can, can we just say, Keanu Reeves, we're going to look treasure. back, maybe we'll do like an end of year award. He's had Jesus right, can Keanu. We, can, we, uh, can we claim him like Australia? Can yeah. we say he's Australian? <laughs> I watched a video with him and him talking about his motorcycles. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he just gets on and he goes, oh, this is my favourite motorcycle. And it's like, wait, you said that about the last one. Duke, kaboom. Duke, kaboom. I actually think, so my actually, this is like sort of bridging into the highlight scenes a little bit, but my my highlight of this movie is one Keanu Reeves. And honestly, Key and Peele are very funny in this movie. I like the new characters. I like the new characters. I like the callback, the joke they kept going back to where they were like, I have a plan. And oh, like, that's names. pretty great. That is pretty great. But that's a very like Key and Peele sketch. Yeah, yeah. okay, that's they, fair. It enough. almost felt like they were like, yeah, I we want to do what we... All the new characters were the strongest characters. Duke, Duke Kaboom. Was awesome. <laughs> a what a, a toy that a toy a stunt toy that has PTSD because he couldn't do the stunt and they're like, <laughs> <laughs> and no one can it's crash brilliant. as good as you. And then uh, obviously Keanu. No one can crash as good. And then I loved Forky when he came alive. Uh, my, okay, that's interesting. It might be my highlight scene where he came actually alive. The, he was probably my least. He's like, ah. well, no, when he came and he was like trash, trash. I was like, this is great. <laughs> this is like how I talk when I'm at uni. I'm like trash, trash. <laughs> I don't know. I I just didn't dig him I mean right. Keanu Reeves is a strong second I still think Michael Keaton's uh, Ken Doll is just right. Duke Kaboom is I'm kind of shocked he wasn't in this film to be honest oh I missed him I missed yeah. I wanted to see just one little cameo that, or is, that is odd that him and Barbie weren't in this film yeah was Barbie might have been oh yeah. they might have, did they stay at the daycare they did they, they oh, are in the daycare they day stayed yet. at the da- they're in the little post credit scene for Toy Story 3 but like I'd, I'd hope... I was trying to think if Barbie was actually in this film she was not. in the well uh, I'd hope to see them in... oh you're right you're right that's it Fucking yeah. callback. I'd hope to see both of them. Um, Toy Story when, 5. No, when um, Bonnie goes to, to uh, kindergarten, I thought that we might oh, pass right. like the... Okay. Bonnie goes to college, the next one. Yeah. Chuck's, <laughs> fucking Chuck's That's another thing I wanted to talk about. Um, this film actually has quite a lot of co- uh, comparisons to Incredibles 2 mm-hmm. uh, for a couple of reasons. Number one, the time jump. This film doesn't time jump the way you would expect it to. Not like a couple years, right? No, this one's maybe, only a couple, maybe six uh, months yeah. to a year. Not a lot. Yeah, she goes from age. daycare yeah, to kindergarten. Yeah, and um, like all the toys a... are still learning. Uh, uh, like like acting this like come yeah. on guys. Yeah, it's still it. very yeah. early in those. So that was quite interesting to me because I thought we were going to do something very similar to Toy Story Three, where um, we kind of age along with. The length of the That's film. And it would be like nine I years. I didn't think they would. And is your other comparison to Incredibles is well, the incredible. Well, it is. 
But before I get into that, um, Incredibles 2 does the same thing where it leads right after the first one, which I think is one of the biggest issues with that film. I, that's why I hate that film. That film should have taken I was like, I don't, 15 years later. It's been 15 years. I don't care anymore about where they are right after. Like right. Everyone's like, where, what happened with the Underminer? I, don't, I played the DS game. I don't care. <laughs> I want to see Dash. I played it on PS2. I want to see I, Dash finishing high school. I don't know, man. I, like, I, I really want the aging superhero. I wanted the Cars 3 the treatment with Incredibles. Right. Yeah. It would have been good if it was like, Dash is his own superhero now. He's like a he's like a 17, 18 year old. Violet's like not a superhero anymore. She's like fuck this. Trying to be like, or like trying to be normal. Yeah. And then the dad's really really old, and he's like I can still do it. And Dash is like you're fucking embarrassing me. That would have been a cool idea. Jack, Jack I would have flipped. Like, like, but I would have Jack, Jack that. I would have made. Bad guy. I would have made Violet the superhero, and I would have made Dash the ordinary, like pretending no, not opposite to their characters. I but no, but that's I'm that's Jack the thing. That I would have reversed. Imagine Jack Jack is the bad it's, guy. It's clever to reverse it, but. I yeah, know. I actually could buy a Jack Jack. That would be a good. That would be a good twist. Jack Jack. It'd be interesting. They kept referring to him like Syndrome's syndrome. still alive. That would be. That would have broke the family apart. Their their youngest child broke them apart. But, and, yeah, that, but yeah. that would be like a like a it's like Han Solo all over again. That's what it would yeah. be like a Kylo Ren twist. Where like yeah. halfway through the film, they're like they go up to the bad guy and they're like Jack Jack, and the audience is like <gasps> obviously. <laughs> but still. Yeah, anyway, cool. girl power. But no, another thing about girl. So what what did you guys think about? Bo Peep's like representation way better than Incredibles 2 Incredibles 2 I didn't like because it was like let's just give the guy character nothing and give it all to her Mm. but this one I felt like it didn't try to do it it just happened naturally because obviously if you were in that situation you'd become I didn't have a problem with with Mrs. Incredible um, or Elastigirl being Helen uh, or Helen (laughs) (laughs) as her friends know I didn't didn't have a problem with her side it was the villain half that was my oh, real okay. like, last minute. They're like, and I'm a girl too. Yeah, <laughs> like she was, <laughs> like that. That got. That's where it was like, all right, because because Elastigirl was a really strong woman character in the first Incredibles. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. so to continue that on so wasn't a jump. It was to give, just create like, oh, also the other one's a woman. She's smart, and all the men in this character are grumpy or, or stupid. Or, or, yeah, like, every guy in this universe is an idiot. <laughs> uh, but uh, the uh, literally, yeah. like, like look back on that plot. Like, Bob gets reduced to being a stupid guy who basically is cheaper by the dozens. Yeah. Um, a good comparison. I just, yeah. yeah, I think that uh, this movie, Toy Story 4, with it the makes girl a lot power, more sense. It was, yeah. yeah, it was definitely a case of, like, I mean, obviously she'd become like that. That's the only way she could survive. It wasn't a case of, like, she was a weak character in the other films, but all of a sudden now she's, like, this sassy, smart, like, for no reason, you know? Yeah. Like, it was, they just, they didn't, it wasn't in your face, and it was never took me out of the movie. It was very natural, and there was, there was, like, a line or two that I and was her like, su- oh, this is a bit... her supporting, I don't know who plays, who the voices. Sheep? Uh, same, oh, what uh, does the sheep? The little, uh, little, no, the little, uh... Oh, the little, um, police soldier. Little police chip. Oh, oh that? that, that was the best joke in the whole film. Is the one little soldier toy who wouldn't get the high fives. Oh, that would, yeah, Carl. That was the best, like, that was the best. That was great. But and those guys reminded me of, like, Robot chicken estimation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They should be like more. And apparently, we all left the theater too early. Apparently, there's a post post credit scene. Toaster usually do have like little bloopers and scenes at, yeah. during the credits. There's actually a scene at the very end where apparently he gets to um, high five. You know what I hate about the first Toy Story? What? Fake fucking bloopers at the end. That's Toy Story 2, you're thinking of. You think I'm an idiot? I know this film wasn't real. It's cute. I like it. The kids, the kids bought. I bought into it. I, I was like, like oh wow, they stuffed I up. It. I was yeah. always like, why? <laughs> No, I liked it. It's um, cute. It's so cute. No, I thought Bo was great in this film. I think uh, they walk a really good line between uh, she actually does need Woody in this film and she gives Woody a lot. Woody. 
<laughs> and Woody Murray must need seven. <laughs> yeah. Jack, you've caught up really... to 2001 humor. <laughs> okay. I get it. <laughs> let's let's bridge into our I think our highlight scenes. All right. Yeah. So, uh, what was your what's your favorite scene in the film, Jack? I would have said Forky coming to life for the first time because it's so funny. It but I trash. Think maybe maybe Duke Kaboom's big jump at the end. Oh, and he hits his. I name. actually, I like this. That's pretty funny. I like this. <laughs> so I've just thought about that. That's I want to see it again just for Duke Kaboom. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love his just retelling of the story in the nightclub, and it goes all blue, and he's just like, "It was Boxing Day." What, was, like, the oh, yeah. what was the kid's name? Uh, Dish, what, was the it Dijon or something? It was, yeah, like, it was like Dijon. <laughs> <laughs> it was a Don, a John. Yeah. It was like it was a Quebec name that's right yeah and it was just so good every time that he was doing a jump he'd see the disappointed kid's face yeah <laughs> <laughs> honestly i i my like my my biggest problems with the film is i hate how they use buzz in this film they don't yes in. okay yeah i oh they, they it forgot, feels like such a backstep they for forgot buzz. buzz existed i when i was watching the film i was thinking to myself did tim allen have some sort of like sexual assault allegation on him so they didn't write Buzz into this movie or something, you know Maybe. what I mean? Like, I was like, he didn't. I think everyone thinks yeah. he's just a racist in real life or something. Like, he's, like, really misogynistic <laughs> I don't and really stuff. know anything about that. But, like, I, I was watching it and I was like, it's weird how they just didn't write Buzz into this movie. He's He's got enough lines, but it, I just, I I just hate what he's given. Like, the whole <laughs> think with you in it. Like, they made him into, like, an kind idiot. Of crack. Like, he, like, he's not an idiot. This would have made sense yeah. in maybe Toy Story 2. Yeah, no, but no. Point, it would've, it would've even been, in Toy Story 2, it would have been a bit jarring. But now he's yeah. like, you've been alive for like 20 years, bro. You know what's going on now. Like, yeah. You know what's up. And it was such an it's awkward... It's like, he should know what the inner voice... He, he should know that button, is. what that button is. He yeah. knows he's a toy. No, he has done it before. I think in the first one, when he discovers he's a toy, he yeah, presses, he presses, he presses it. It's like that realisation. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. yeah, but it's like... And it was such a weird exchange between like him and Woody where he's like well I just try and listen to that inner voice and then like he looks and it's a really weird angle where it's like clearly looking at like Woody's like cord mm-hmm. but he's like right. oh that's what the inner voice is it's like Why would what? You that it's like you clearly yeah. know what it is by you guys, now you guys have brains and consciousness right? yeah it was weird and they're smart and they didn't like the heist they do in the third film is very clever yeah. like, and they didn't lose like they just lot like his character was such a nothing character in this film. It should and, have been a lot yeah. more focused on Buzz and Woody. Maybe they should have written it so there was two, like they kind of did, where there was They're, two storylines coming happening at the same honestly, time. Honestly, this could have been to do with maybe Tim Allen's like lack of cooperation or something. Maybe he, maybe he wasn't a fan of doing a fourth movie. No, yeah. I, honestly, I don't think it's any of that. I just think the material he was given from the writers was just not. Funny. Oh, I, mean, I think he, he, had a, he had his own plot. Like he, he was. Yeah, I know, but it was weak. It, I know, but that's what I'm saying. They, for some reason, they gave him a plot, but they didn't think it would be a good idea to give him like. He should have had it, as strong as a story as Woody it, side by side. With honestly, that story. feels yeah. like he is in this movie just to True. sell his toy. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, but that toy does look cool. We used to have one. I want to get another one. And it's and if you actually Pretty go sure to most too, most stores that sell the Toy Story toys, Buzz gets marketed way more than Woody. I love the new toys oh, they have. Yeah. That if you say Andy's coming, they fall over. Oh, really? Yeah. They, oh, that's so cool. You, you can stand them up, and I'm pretty sure you can make them walk. And then if you say Andy's coming, they turn into ragdolls. That's so cool. <laughs> that's uh, that, 10 ex- out of 10. that explains why I saw them in the store the other day, and they were, like, so expensive. Yeah. yeah. I'm not, I, went to buy, I went to buy the new Crash uh, Team Racing Nitro. Movie podcast. I know, but <laughs> here's the thing. I walked past those Toy Story toys, yeah. and I was like, oh, cool, the, the toys are out. They were more expensive than the game. I was wow. like, what the hell? High tech shit, man. Yeah, but... I That's mean, cool, though. They fall over. I what think was your highlight scene? Probably my highlight scene... Oof. I think I'm with you on the Duke Kaboom thing. The Carl 
high five thing was just so funny and everyone in the theater laughed at it and it yeah. was just i don't know it was just really satisfying probably the duke kaboom flashback scene where he's retelling the story <laughs> it's so and good. it cuts to the commercial and you can clearly see there's a, a wire that's as what they, yeah, yeah. Was yeah. Like, that's what they did in toy story 2 where they showed the advert for woody's toy yeah and he's on this and he was just like it clearly was all fake i like yeah and i really i, I really like the key and peel skits this this film's really skitty compared to the other Skitty. one. You know what I mean? It's got like, it's got like, no, like, right. like real hard cuts to things that are a like... A lot of like, breaking the fourth wall almost. Like, well, they're, yeah. like, they're like little cutaway gags. It feels like a family guy yeah. sometimes, which uh, can be funny, but I honestly think this is the least funny of all four films. I mean, the other three films have much clever I think so dialogue they kind of sprinkle throughout. I think Key and Peele make it funny because they're just Key and Peele and they're just good at that comedic timing. Yeah. I like their... I, like, Especially the one where that joke goes on for like, what is it, a minute and a half? The one where yeah. they jump that old lady in the kitchen. Jumped, yeah, then they start driving. That was very Family Guy esque. And like, even after yeah. that, it went to like, oh, you got the keys, how did you get it? Family Guy jumped to them dropping the keys, then back yeah. to like, yeah. That didn't even work for me, to be honest. That I was one. like, is that a joke? <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's comedy that is very, it's harder to nail, I think. <laughs> While the, the, the comedy that I had in all three other ones where it was just like, very snappy, like back and forth with the ensemble cast. Which now that the ensemble cast is involved, they can't do yeah, it as much. Maybe, so maybe that was the thing because especially between, it's funny. It's it's sad to know that Mr. Potato Head's voice actor, Mr. Is Potato past, yeah. Dead, uh, uh, Don Rick was his name, wasn't? Yeah, it? and his back and forth with Ham wow. in particular <laughs> is kind of synonymous with the film. Like him going back yeah, and forth you're with right. Ham, it's yeah, really even, funny. Even Ham wasn't in, like Ham said one line in this film. Yeah. Ham's got the cleverest lines John all the Rassen, time. Fuck, what's his name? John Rassenberger? He's the guy who's in a lot of the Pixar movies. He's in every single one. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah. He's the truck in he's Cars in every 3. One. Yeah. And he's, who's, he's the Yeti in Monsters, Inc. Oh, let's play uh, a game. Oh, he is too. First one to not name a character he plays. Go. Uh, and Jake will lose it. You owe me another joke. He's the captain, isn't he, in Wally? Captain of the Yes. Oh, yes. that's Well, like the, the human character. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He's the... Not uh, is he the imaginary friend in Get Out? Probably not. Yes, not Get Out. He is Inside Out. Uh, Inside Out. <laughs> Get Out. Yeah. Probably isn't. But, it's, but that's <laughs> you're the correct thing. though. He is. Like their back and forth is what makes that ensemble so fast. That's why number two is so good because the ensemble, every one of it's them so gets like a moment. And, and, and yeah, it's you're even right. like we have all these different characters with these different sort of like like build, even like the way they look. Like how can we use Slinky Dog effectively? How can we use Ham effectively. How can we use Rex effectively? You know, I mean that that head thing is just yeah, exactly. You go to that. That's a cut joke. Use correctly, like where he's like, like I don't want to use my head. head, and then oh, like, yeah. they're like charging with him. But you're right, it's clever because it, it cuts, but it's it's not a cut away. Yeah. It's just a cut. It's, yeah, so there it's, you it's go. Already the next scene in the film. Yeah. Okay, but they're my highlights. So what about highlights. You, um, mine, honestly, I think honestly the opening scene. What was the opening scene? The like, flashback to how both oh, people. Oh, the animation there. We kept, the animation we kept, is. We kept leaning over and being like, this is marvelous. Like perfection. I don't think. This is not going to age. Timeless. The, 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 the shot of RC, and RC gets a bit of a shout. We haven't seen him in a couple of films. <laughs> RIP. RIP. RC stuck in the gutter while it's raining down and um, they're using like, everything they can to like use string to dangle down. Mm-hmm. Like, just that image is. That, that felt like. Classic. It was real. That felt like classic Toy Story. As it well. did. That would be a scene. I was Toy so Story hopeful when I saw that. Yeah. And not to say that I was disappointed throughout. Especially the follow-up with the whole bow under the car. It was awesome. It was so good. It was was right. It was lit. It was lit beautifully, and it even plays into the whole when he's given an opportunity to leave. What stops him immediately? Andy Andy running out, being like, "Where's Woody? Where's Woody? Where's Woody?" In like the future, when she's like, "Why can't you stay?" He's like, 
oh, yeah. I guess I don't have a reason anymore. Yeah. Again, very appropriately Great spelled out, even though it took me a while yeah. to accept that ending, because I would have never in a million years guessed that was Woody's decision in that moment, even after watching... I think it would have been very disappointing at the end of that film. He was like, I'm going to get a Bonnie. Like, yeah. No, it was the ending they needed to do. Yeah. I agree. I thought they were going to die, to be honest. It was... <laughs> <laughs> like, I was putting no. money on the fact that at the end of the movie, they just dropped dead and turned into regular toys. You really wanted that to happen. <laughs> I wanted that to introduce, like, a magic tablet in the antique store, and they're like, this makes us come to life. Like, that would be that the museum. lamest... <laughs> I'm not. A, I'm not a fucking. I want to start a museum now. <laughs> oh oh no! <laughs> Please don't do that. Oh, all right. Well, that was our uh, review of Toy Story Four. Out of ten, I don't like giving the grades. You know that. Eight point five. Right. Is it good? Set, settle on an eight. And I'm going to say eight yeah. for Jake. Even though he doesn't like to give grades, probably a seven. I give me. You give it a B grade. plus, right? Give a B. I, I, I think I actually did give it a B plus. I still appreciate a lot of things about this movie. I just don't think it was as clean or as, as I said, on the surface level, it doesn't succeed in a lot of the areas the other Toy Story films do. No worries. Uh, And I think, I don't mind that it exists, but they should have ended it free. Just like how Dark Dark Phoenix exists, but they should have ended at Logan. Yes, absolutely. Well, Toy Story 4 is out in wide release at cinemas and you can also see Charles play at the same time like you were supposed to we were meant to the other day well I'm watching it tomorrow with another friend now well so I will have seen Charles play by next week pretty sure that's the only real thing new in cinemas that's not true there's a couple there's a Midsummer, I believe is coming out in the next week which is uh, what is that the hereditary director horror movie yeah yeah, cool. And I think yeah, Annabelle, An- Annabelle Comes Home. I think that's next week. Well, all these fucking doll movies coming out. It's like fucking doll season. It's the doll oh, season, man. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there is uh, one other film coming out next week, though. What or sort that? of. Oh, uh, well. No, it, it, it's I mean, called Sort Of? No. It's Spider-Man, right? It is Spider-Man oh! Far From Home. Far From My... Insert dick joke here or something. I don't know. <laughs> Please play the trailer. <laughs> Everywhere I go, I see his face. I just really miss him. Yeah, I miss him too. I don't think Tony would have done what he did if he didn't know that you were going to be here after he was gone. Following the events of Avengers Endgame, Spider-Man must step up and take on new threats in a world that has changed forever. Hey! Spider-Man Far From Home. Jack Bett Very is officially nice. the first guest on the show to read out the film next week because he will be joining I'm us again. I'm running the show next Three week, motherfuckers. Three weeks in a row. Buckle yeah. up, it's the Jack Stravaganza. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, Jack, as we've talked about uh, with this setup especially, this reminds us a lot of our Blue Velvet times. Also, next week is the uh, last podcast I'm legally allowed on for like the next like five podcasts we <laughs> say that but wait until episode yeah, tw- probably 2026 20, <laughs> you'll be right back so next week we're watching every Spider-Man movie including Far From Home right we're going to review uh, not review we're going to rank all the Spider-Man we're going to rank them in all the, in the same way we rank Pixar we, we, have to, is, we have to jump Zeke back into the OG trilogy this is, this is going to be funny because I feel like it's going to be a duke out for Amazing Spider-Man 2 Spider-Man 3. Oh, and, which is the worst? And which is the worst? That's only two bad, really bad ones, sir. I can already figure... I'm not even going to say it. It's not the worst. He Easily is, not the worst. He likes Spider-Man 3. He's a freak. Freak of <laughs> <your> nature. <laughs> okay, well... Find um, out next week. Tune in next week. Thank we, you we, for we joining us it. for the Cinema Sideshow podcast. I was Zeke. I was Jake. I was Jack. And we'll catch you next week with Spider-Man. 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 Far from Bone. That's no. whatever. It still doesn't work. Pew, pew. Whip. <laughs>